Welcome to Stacy on the Right, the podcast. Brought to you by Thrivent. Find your purpose, live your calling, start your next career today. You can go to thrivent.com slash careers or email david.sample at thrivent.com. You'll have the support of a Fortune 500 company backed by a 100-year legacy while you find a career with meaning and purpose. Check them out. All right. It's my pleasure to welcome our next guest to the podcast. We have a real wonderful opportunity here to chat and learn more from George Bratcher. He's a retired U.S. Army military intelligence officer, former school board candidate, former chair of Central Savannah River Area GOP Minority Engagement. George, thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me, Stacey. It's great to have you here because one of our favorite subjects is school choice. And um, there's so many different ways to go about actually accessing school choice, accessing a proper education for your kids and making sure that it's tailored to their needs. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with school choice and, and what it means to you? Uh, yes. Well, uh, I'm, I have uh, three kids who, were, um, uh, who came through the public uh, school system uh, as well as uh, we did some uh, homeschooling, and, and you're absolutely uh, correct. Uh, the most important thing that we found uh, during this process of, of understanding school choice was just that there wasn't a lot of information out there about it. And so we just got into a point where, you know, we really thought the only choice was public schools or, uh, if you could afford it, uh, private schools. So uh, that's kind of how... Uh, I started doing the, the research on it, uh, and then, of course, uh, 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 began to get more and more uh, information about uh, school choice. So what what do you want parents to know? Because when whenever I talk to someone who's a school choice advocate, I often find that with their own children, they've explored other options, but they also have some experience, with whether it's within their community, um, someone that they've interfaced with that has also accessed it. So it's like a multifaceted view of education for people who've only done public school or private school, um, or maybe they've had their child in a Catholic school for their entire educational career. It's almost like it's a, um, a world you're not aware exists. And then if you find out about it, it's still really kind of a, a distance type of a knowledge base until you kind of pierce the bubble, you step inside it yourself, and then you realize it's not just an option. It's a whole world of other opportunities that are present, and they've been around for a very long time. Yes, and that is, that's one of the, uh, the most important pieces uh, that I know as a candidate uh, running for a school board position uh, in, a, in a public school system. Uh, you know, there's just, you know, you have those, uh, the information uh, that's, that's out there that uh, just folks just didn't uh, didn't have, and so what I would always tell parents first is, um, you know, their understanding of it. You know, what had they heard about school choice? Because uh, there is, you know, there is a political piece to school choice. So sometimes it can uh, muddy. You, know, you would have folks that were going, okay, school choice, uh, that's a Republican thing, uh, and so they're anti-public schools. And it's just like you just mentioned uh, once you start opening uh, parents' eyes the way I was uh, for uh, school choice, you start seeing that, wow, there's been a lot of options uh, through 
school vouchers, through uh, savings accounts, through credits, through scholarships that have been out there, uh, but parents uh, were just not aware of it. I mean, it's almost to a point where it's kind of like the tax system. You know, it's uh, you got the basic uh, piece of it, but when you start digging into it, there's uh, there's many facets to it, and so really. Uh, what I always try to do for parents is start to just kind of to see where they were uh, and then uh, bring it to what their needs were in, in terms of, of school choice. So you've assisted parents in walking through this this adventure. I, I call it an adventure because we did dabble in a little bit of homeschooling ourselves. And we went from public school, when, and I was an elected school board member, so I was kind of on the inside realizing that it was no longer a good option for what we wanted for our children. So we took them to a tiny Christian school. And then from there, we went to a very large Christian school. And then one of the kids homeschooled uh, using a homeschool co-op and a college you know, kind of hybrid option that really worked for her. And it was during that time that I met a lot of other parents who were doing so many other things, you know, hybrids between virtual, some who had a teacher coming to their home, uh, some who were homeschooling themselves, and then their kids were taking online uh, college classes. And those that's just a few of the options that I encountered. It, it's really something that you can tailor make to your child. And, and that, you know, that is a, that's a, a, a perfect, uh, uh, point that we we try to uh, uh, relate to parents as well as I go back to my own uh, uh, understanding and, and and homeschooling and, and exactly what you said is is the things that we went through uh, when we made our choice. Uh, we were uh, military, so we were stationed in Maryland, and so we really felt that the the school system didn't provide at their level, you know, at the grade levels that they were at, um, what they needed. And so we, we looked out and, um, and to the homeschool piece. And of course, some of the, the concerns that folks have is when you go away from kind of the traditional uh, school setup, uh, it can be overwhelming and it can be a little fearful because you're making this choice uh, for your kids and you're also looking at colleges, you know, will colleges accept that I went to homeschool? Will colleges accept, uh, you know, these other choices that I'm making? But we found that it was so important because we had third and fourth graders, our kids that were taking Spanish. Uh, And it was a piece where it was being tracked uh, by a system that if if for some reason we moved to another location uh, and we, you know, like the, the, you know, the traditional schools, we could put them back in there and they wouldn't be behind. And so those are some of the things that, you know, we try to uh, work our parents through is just the knowledge of, you know, a school choice. And, you know, it's no longer uh, for me, uh, your kid goes to a room of 29 to 30 students sitting behind little desks and, you know, they're, they're taught all these things. Uh, there is so much more out there uh, that are available to kids. And I think that's one of the reasons why I am just a a strong proponent for school choice is because it gives parents an opportunity to to fit where they know their kids are uh, to other options. Uh, and it's not necessarily, you know, you've got a, that, that thought process that you had to be rich to go to a private school uh, or you're just stuck with whatever school district you're in, uh, it gave them the 
the ability to say, wow, there, there are many options uh, that, you know, my kid may be uh, along the lines of I really want them to do STEM. And so most traditional schools, uh, they're starting to work their way up to doing some of these, but they didn't have those. And so school choice, where you'd have sales, charter schools, those were options that um, with just the knowledge, parents were saying, wow, uh, let me look into it. And, and so you're, you're starting to see more and more uh, folks move towards uh, and have that, uh, you know, that fear is being taken away about school choice. And, you know, some of those, uh, you know, some of the political stigmas that sometimes attach to uh, school choice. I love that. Um, so can you talk about your, you said you were a candidate for a school board in your local school area. What made you decide to to run for that? And how, what was the atmosphere like you coming in and running for that opportunity? Well, I mean, it was a, a great opportunity uh, to really get out and, and meet uh, students, parents, uh, faculty, teachers, and even administrators. And um, it really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, even though you had teachers that were teaching in a traditional public school, you would think that they would be anti all these other options of, okay, you're, you're you know, because some would say you're taking money away from public school systems. Uh, and, you know, it was, they were more open to, uh, school choice um, based on what uh, what we've talked about here so far about uh, giving students um, more options for their education based on their skills uh, and, and and where the the parents saw them so so that was very uh, you know that was a, a great part of, of running for the school board uh, and then of course it's just understanding that traditional, versus, uh, yeah, I won't say uh, progressive, but it was the traditional mindset for uh, teaching versus now having uh, folks really talk openly about and support school choice and, and the options uh, that they would have for their for their kids. So uh, it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, the, just the dynamics of, you know, because I, I felt running for a public school system uh, position that uh, I would probably get some, um, I guess, uh, bad feedback from traditional teachers or, or those who felt that, you know, really public schools uh, are uh, the, the future and, and all these other things about school choice and all that was just uh, folks wanting to, to to take money away, uh, but I really I really didn't get that. Uh, I, I got a a lot of support for folks talking about what you said before about just the the options, the curriculum uh, that uh, would be more geared towards their their child. You know, whereas in a public school setting, uh, I have twenty to thirty students, and you know our teachers have got to say where. At what point are you at the lowest level saying now you're teaching up or you, you know, uh, where some of your high caliber students, are they feeling that they're bored? And and just as a from a parent standpoint, I know that uh, I had my oldest daughter was was kind of like that. She was she's like, OK, well, I got this, you know, third grade stuff like two years ago. Uh, you know, back at our previous location. And then when we moved, 
it was almost like she was moving backwards uh, with the curriculum. And so she would get bored. And so we had to look uh, to say, uh, you know, she's not being disruptive and she's, it's not that she doesn't care, but it was like, I've done this before. So school choice um, and the curriculums are things that are very important to, to get out to parents. I know I did as a school board member candidate and then as a parent. Uh, getting that knowledge out to parents, uh, so they uh, they understood, um, you know that that school choice was not necessarily all about money, but the curriculum and and really meeting their kids where they needed to in terms of their education. So this is an amazing example for people. I really want there to be no doubt in in the minds of any person who has even an inkling that they should run for school board or be involved in public schools, or that they might need to investigate options to take their child into a different educational arena, whether it's private or parochial or, you know, Christian or even, um, you know, the, the hybrid options that exist where your child is doing some education from, uh, you know, maybe it's virtual, it's online, and then they're going into a classroom setting at a university or a junior college or something like that. That, that there really is no limit to the way that you can craft educational choice for kids. And, you know, Stacey, and that's, that is a, a perfect point, too, because even as a candidate, as a parent, I've gone through uh, pretty much all of those. We've put our kids in Christian schools, depending on where we were. Uh, my son was a uh, high school senior who was doing uh, their, uh, their program that allowed them to do college classes. And so uh, I think the most important piece about uh, school choice uh, the public and parents is just educating ourselves for educating ourselves on school choice. And I think when we provide that education, we provide that knowledge, uh, parents, school board members of, of traditional public schools uh, and the community understand that it's not a uh, us against them type of mindset, but it is truly about um, moving our kids from a, a, the way we thought about education uh, in the 20th century to a more uh, hybrid, uh, up-to-date uh, educational option. And if the pandemic taught us anything, is that there are so many more options out there virtually. I mean, prior to last year, to tell a, a parent that your kid is going to be, I and I've got a granddaughter who went through uh, the online learning, to tell them that that was an option, uh, you know, prior to COVID, many would have said, oh, no, I, I don't want to do that because there'd be all these different distractions. You know, and there's some, there's some things that we've got to work through in terms of uh, just kind of the focus, but it open their eyes to the, the fact that uh, there's so many more options. And I think the pandemic also showed that school choice is a great option. Uh, and it's not anything that is, you know, it's upcoming. It's like there, there are options right now for parents uh, for school choice. Uh, they just got to have the, that knowledge and education uh, of the program. 
So let's talk about the uh, vital election issue that is kind of ignored and, and to the detriment of the Republican Party, I think, because we saw Ron DeSantis effectively leverage that issue for his campaign for governor in Florida. Right. He he really took the issue by the horns and said, look, if you vote for me and your kids in some failing school, your option will be to take them out of that failing school and put them somewhere where they can thrive. If you vote for my opponent, you've got the same status quo. And it moved a number of voters to his corner. And it was enough to, uh, you know, he he won by a narrow, thin uh, razor margin. So well, what what can we do to better and elucidate who is in support of giving families educational choice? Well, and I, I think for, from an election standpoint, I know from my campaign, you know, one of the, the, the slogans was, you know, a new voice, a fresh perspective. And I think you've got to have candidates like uh, Governor Santa, uh, 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 DeSoto, who, who understands um, the the importance of, of, of school choice. And so... Uh, I I believe that he articulated it uh, correctly, and, and I think that's part of the, our problem as as Republicans. Sometimes is uh, articulating to a system that is decades and decades and decades in, in in the making. So to say something new is, and you don't articulate it correctly, um, can be. Uh, you know, can be a problem. And I think that's why I mentioned earlier, a lot of the school choice, it was hard to even get the information out because it was a, okay, it's a Republicans are anti uh, public school system. And it wasn't, you know, articulating to the parents who have kids in failing schools that you have options. Uh, because the only person that was talking to him was, hey, you're going to be taking money away, and and you know we're we're having problems now in these public schools, and and all these Republicans want to do is just take your money away, and and then they want to, uh, you know, they want to control it, and they want to give it to big business and their buddies, and 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 all of that. And I think what the the governor in in uh, Florida did was to articulate that very simply. You've got a choice. You can either have status quo or you can have someone who will look out for you uh, and ensure that it, your your zip code shouldn't depend, shouldn't dictate the type of education your kids have. And a lot of folks, even I would uh, assume some moderate Democrats and, and uh, who had kids in the system said, wow, yeah, I, I should have an option. And it's not about uh, taking money from the public school system. That money follows the child. So do I have that money that's uh, going to that school system and they're not meeting the needs, you would move. And I would be education or any other uh, aspect. If you were paying someone for a service and they weren't providing you a service, would you, con- would you continue uh, to um, uh, get that service if you weren't getting what you needed? No. You'd say, okay, I'm going to move on. And so... For the longest, parents just didn't feel that they had that opportunity or that option. And I'm glad folks like uh, uh, the uh, the governor in Florida are um, articulating that to their, their their communities. And you know, I think it's a an important uh, it's an important election issue uh, because our kids, if they're not getting what they need, 
you know, these are going to, to be future workers. They're going to be, depending on your communities, like I'm in the cyber community. So if we have kids, especially in Augusta, where we're trying to push uh, these school choice options, uh, you've got a, a major industry coming to the area. And if you continue to have our kids, will they be competitive if they parents don't have that option to say, you know, my, my kid really wants, he loves the, the STEM programs and he's just not getting or she's not getting it there. Well, let's give them an option. So uh, to wrap it, yes, definitely a, an education um, issue, an, uh, an election issue that's important. Uh, uh, and we've got to ensure that our candidates are articulating it uh, in a way uh, that we can move the needle to get some of the other folks that may have that may not think or have the philosophy we have to move them over to uh, supporting uh, that school choice. Wonderful. So I I think another perspective added uh, an opportunity for people to kind of basically assess, is there an opportunity or a role that I could step into um, and serve my community in the form of a school board member or maybe an elected official to advance the cause of educational choice? It's not about taking money from public school districts. It's about children having the tax dollars that are allocated for their education go to the best option for them. Completely different mindset there. I think we have to change the conversation around it, speak about it differently, um, and then see what we can do in the way of, uh, of making it happen more than it is now. And the, the best chance for us is during COVID uh, because as we come out of the pandemic, people are more ready to change things and to do things differently than ever before in the history of our country, I think. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, yes, yes. All industries, even mine as a military, we, we've been teleworking. And, and if you told the military that you for a whole year would basically have your whole force, uh, for the most part, teleworking, they would say that's not, it wouldn't be possible. But, you know, it has truly opened our eyes, as you said, to other options. And, and, and so now we've got to take advantage. I think that's the most important piece take advantage of this opportunity to get folks uh, in some of these key uh, elected positions uh, to now re-engage folks on uh, educational choice. Perfect. Well, it has been my pleasure today to chat with George Bratcher, retired U.S. Army military intelligence officer, former school board candidate, former chair of Central Savannah River Area GOP Minority Engagement. Thank you so much, George, for joining us today and for your expertise here. It has been invaluable. Thank you, Stacey, and I appreciate uh, uh, the opportunity to, to share my thoughts on uh, educational choice. Oh, excellent. So have a nice afternoon. And uh, we are going to get into one more quick thing here. And that is one of our sponsors here on the podcast is the Alliance for Shared Health. They're offering an affordable health care option that rivals the ACA. In fact, it makes it uh, possible for you to have what you need without supporting things that you don't support, morally repugnant things like abortion. So specifically, ASH is a health share ministry with over 40,000 households participating, and you can share in the financial burden of healthcare expenses, including need sharing for critical illness, accidents, dental, and vision. You can access the virtual care provider at zero cost, pick up your prescription from the pharmacy using the share prescription card, and order lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 80%. Open enrollment is now. Don't miss out on the chance to save 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums while making a difference in the lives of others who share your values. Reach out to Ash today. Head over to StaceyOnTheRight.com, click the banner ad, and sign up now. 
That's StacyOnTheRight.com. Click the banner ad and start sharing and saving today. The Alliance for Shared Health, changing healthcare, changing lives. And that's our podcast. Find out more at StacyOnTheRight.com and FamilyVisionMedia.org. God bless.